Yo, what's up? It's your boy L.A., a.k.a. The Love Ambassador, coming to you straight, live and direct from the Jungle Studios. And now I have to keep my voice a little bit lower because uh, my colleague, Numerono, uh, was like me last night and had a couple of uh, too many brewskis. Mr. Philly, welcome back, good sir. Welcome back. How it goes? It goes well. How about yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another day in paradise. I mean, I was just thinking about how much stuff has gone down in the world so far. I mean, there's apparently there's aliens in Miami. Malls and shipping channels have been stopped and Pakistan's mm -hmm. bombed Iran and... You know, there's uh, Epstein records have been released, and uh, you know, there's the unthinkable thing in Gaza, and the Orthodox Jews are building tunnels in New York, and you know, it's just, yeah, I think it's going to be an eventful 24. We're not even well, in the spirit of things, yeah, that's a little bit too much to be honest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's like, can't I have a day where something just doesn't happen and no one's sending me five million Twitter things and videos and, you know, the people, my lefty friends are getting all up this and my right friends are getting all up this. And, yeah. Anyway, well, in the spirit of uh, of more planned <laughs> programming for this year, uh, I guess we, we, we tossed the coin before we started and I, I shall commence. So my subject today uh, is virtual signaling, uh, its impact of it, its results of it, and just a genuine question and gut feeling of are we starting to see a change where the silent majority becomes vocal? So for the context of discussion, I'll use my experience as a Melbourneian in probably living in one of the most woke cities and ultra-lift cities in the world. So take me a little bit, but I'll go through it first, and then we, I guess we discuss. So it started from what I can recall that it used to be a genuine uh, traditional Marxism, which was like working class. We were the first in the world many, many years ago, and I think later 1800s, to introduce the eight-hour eight-hour working day, eight-hour rest, eight-hour play. Our government, which is currently in charge, actually comes largely influenced, not solely, but largely influenced from Melbourne unions uh, and union backing. But it's changed. And there was an element of me in terms of that sort of traditional socialism, Marxism, which I could kind of get on board with in a way, which was mm. like, you know, I just I thought maybe corporations and small businesses run businesses better. But my mates would have a disagreement and say, well, no, we think government would be better to do it. Uh, and it was still in the, the realm of, you know, when I was growing up, we were still making motor cars. But now the the left has has changed, has, has pivoted uh, and and become more of what we would like to know as virtual signalling. And for those people who don't understand virtual signalling, what I mean by it, it's all the people that post about stuff on their social media, all the people that put placards in the front of their house, all the people that for a certain period of time it's about a specific subject, and then they don't follow it through. Or there's specific subjects that kind of keep going but never they achieve what they were supposed to achieve, but then it's still an issue and no one can figure out why it's an issue. So I started off, I think, the first main thing is gender. 
And I think the majority of people, even conservatives, were like, look, I mean, there's probably, there is a percentage of people in the population that don't know if they're male or female, that are going through great difficulties, that maybe that they actually go to the toilet and it's a difficult thing to go to a male or female one and they need to go to some neutral toilet. And maybe they feel that they can't be open about themselves and freedom of expression and everything like that. So there's something that that even for myself, you'd get on board with. But then everything became about gender. So then I started to be attacked being a heterosexual male. And I was like, but hang on, Tick. This doesn't make sense. I'm I'm not hurting you or intervening with you or anything like that. I'm using trans toilets. I've got no issue about it. I'm making sure when I was doing my radio shows to to try and use the right language and everything like that. And then all of a sudden it goes to the children. And then they started to say, well, your child can your child can transition to what gender it wants before puberty. And you're like, well, hang on a tick, but what about the rights of, of the majority of people? What about people that are Christians? What about people that are Muslims? What about people that are Orthodox Jews? What about people that, for their own moral and virtual values, don't want their children to have that choice at, at 11? Um, and then they pass laws where you can be done, you can be, I think you can almost actually even be imprisoned in, in Melbourne mm. in an extreme measure of basis of hate crime if you try to intervene with your kids. So then... The society got to the point where it was like, well, hang on, we've we've accepted we've accepted that this is a thing, but now it's so embedded within the schooling system. This is just kind of crazy. Then mm. we went on to climate change. So there was a professor up in Queensland who said, Well, the Great Barrier Reef isn't isn't dying, actually, it's growing. Well, that he got fired. It turns out the Great Barrier Reef is actually recovering and is getting better. Our weather bureau got it so wrong recently that they said that it wasn't, it was going to be the, what was it, El Nino, which is the drought. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a drought. Whole areas flooded. The whole north flooded. We're doing this transitioning of power where we're 1.5% of global emissions and we're getting rid of all our coal power plants. We're banning gas. We're also banning, uh, we're also banning nuclear option. On top of that, the windmills—they're tearing down. They're tearing down national world heritage forests to put windmills in, and they're now tearing down. They're going to tear down forests, which there's birds that migrate from like Siberia to Australia every year. Then they want to put it in the oceans, which is blocking the uh, the mating the mating runs of whales. So you kind of like, well, hang on a tick, and then and then it takes ten years for solar panels to be carbon neutral. Then it takes windmills, their toxins, and then they have to be buried in landmass. So then you like start to have a conversation of like, look, I I agree. I I don't think that there should be uh you know real dirty guzzlers in the road, and I and I don't think that we should have really high emitting you know leaded emissions and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Still nothing really done about. It. So then you go on to now social issues. Uh, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. It's like, you know, uh, people are marching the streets. Well, first of all, it was during COVID, so a lot of pe- a few people marched just to get out of the house. But there's all this virtual signaling. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, you're a, you're, you're a Nazi. You're a white supremacist. You should be marching. And I'm like, you can go from literally South Africa up to Ethiopia to every country 
I'll know people there that are my best friends who are vouch for me that are black Africans. I do business in Africa. I help them develop their business. I help them develop what they're doing, whether it's politics or social, whatever. I'm involved in doing it. And and then you ask, uh, if you walk the streets here, I've got heaps of African friends, and they'll all be like, yeah, you know, he's always been there in the front where it actually counts. But then you had all these people virtual signaling, oh, George Floyd, and I stand with Black Lives Matter. How much do they actually do for black people? I mean, how much do they do actually putting in the yards for the Sudanese gangsters or the people that are having trouble assimilating into the country or facing genuine racism in their work or whatever? Nothing. So then you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, and then it keeps going on. So then you've got the Indigenous voice issue. Well, I stand with the Aboriginals. I have to have a voice. We have to help them. Divides a whole entire country. Two-thirds of the country says, no, we're not interested. But then how many of these people are helping Aboriginals in the communities that need them after it went? No, none, none, maybe a handful. But everyone for a year was ramming down our throats. You know, you have to do this. You have to vote yes. You have to vote yes. This is this is about change. They had a week of crying for Queensland government people. Nothing. Now it's under Palestine, right? It's like... Before a bomb was dropped in Gaza and 1,200 people had been massacred in the most horrific rape and scenes that would be out of the... Even the devil would be like, you need to chill. We had white liberals <laughs> marching the street saying, well, free, free Palestine and chanting for genocide of, 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 of Israeli people from the river to the sea. Hang on a tick. This has been an issue since, like, the latter 40s. Why have you not been marching every single week since? Like, why have you not gone, oh, well, this is an issue. This is an issue that I'm passionate about. This has been an ongoing issue. No, just march. And then after they've gone and caused absolute and utter chaos, how many of these white lefty liberals are actually going to go to Gaza, put on a stack hat, get involved, rebuild the, rebuild the cities, you know, go volunteer at the hospital, go mm. maybe help out of the orphanages, nothing. They didn't help the Aboriginals, they didn't help the Blacks, they didn't help the Palestinians afterwards. And then next there's going to be some whole new moral cause that they're going to go, and once again they're going to go. And what's the result? The result is basically nothing. They achieve nothing. Because if you're to be a real social advocate, put your money where your mouth is and actually get involved. And I think for the first time ever, even myself, who has so many lefty friends and I love them dearly and I try to be patient and, and and not rock the boat with them and speak the language and everything like that, I've just got to the point where enough's enough. I mean, where does this end? Where does this actually end? Where, where, where do we get to the point of a society where we're like, you know what? Like, people are really struggling at the moment to live and the economy affects everyone, from Indigenous people to Arab extreme Muslim preachers on the Wahhabi quests to, you know, Australian countryside bloke, you know. Mm. And they're doing, as, as, as always happens, mate, they're passing all these laws which is absolutely decimating small business, compulsory union membership. They're introducing these IR laws which change over the employment. They're introducing retrenchment for, for people under... Small businesses under 15 employees. Mm. So nothing. not only is nothing getting done on the woke left leftist view, 
which maybe if stuff was getting done, you know, I'd say, okay, that's cool. But even on the windmills, they're not getting anywhere near. Like you do the stats on the windmills and the solar, they're nowhere near hitting 20, 30 targets. So I'm starting to get a bit of bit of mumbles and a bit of rumours where I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel there's a change. We're starting to see a bit of rise on the right of Europe, right? We're starting to see Australians now, the voice, they voted two-thirds against it. It had nothing to do with Aborigines. It had more to do with constitution issues. And then and then I think the more and more people you're talking to now, it used to be, even last long ago, having this discussion, and I was in the really ultra-left area of Melbourne, the people, we're talking about climate stuff, right? And the people next to us were getting really like shifty in their seat and a bit uncomfortable. And I sort of said, look, you know, I don't want to be that person that's making them uncomfortable. They're eating the dinner. This could be a special event for them. Let's just try and change the subject. And I noticed for the first time ever, people were like, nah, they're always they're always doing this to us. We're going to keep talking about it. This is our right. And I find now that it's more and more that people are starting to get, get to the point enough's enough. Mm-hmm. So my question is, after that long-winded explanation, how do you feel about it? Do you feel that like the virtual signaling amounts to nothing or that they're achieving everything? Do you think that we're seeing a change in society? Do you think that we're seeing a pushback? Or do you think that they've so they've so brainwashed the youth that nothing will actually ever change? Now, over to you, buddy. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. I think it depends on what you pick. Like if you're I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to it's any kind of virtue signaling, depending on what it is, is like a cult, but at the same time, it's a scam. So like the Black Lives Matter thing, right? At the end of the day, they're just playing off people's emotions. Like all the like the chicks who were running Black Lives Matter, they were put up for fraud because one of the women running it was buying like million dollar mansions. $11 million of houses. Yeah. yeah, so it's, I mean, I think the case got dismissed, but okay, everybody knows that something was sketchy going on there and how they lost all their money so quick. So, uh, you know, every they lost all their credibility, but this is always kind of, it. there's always people who rile people up. And then I think the, the, the sad thing is, is there's a lot of people who have that mob mentality and it's easier to get people to join onto these virtue, you know, these virtue crusades because they don't have probably anything that great going on in their own life or they need, like, they don't have hobbies. Maybe they're not doing too well professionally. And to them, this becomes their hobby slash profession where we just kind of follow the powers that be, they tell us to be upset about this. We'll go be upset about this. And, you know, it's like that joke where everyone's an expert, right? Like uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine, everyone became a Ukraine-Russia expert. Now everyone's an Israel-Gaza expert. Now everyone's going to be a Yemen-Houthi expert. And it's like you, most of you people probably didn't even know where Ukraine was or you know, the difference between Ukraine and Russia and how many times it's been a part of Russia and hasn't been a part of, like, you don't know that. You don't know what's going on in Israel. I mean, this has been going on for, like you said, for for ages. Like, you never cared before. Um, the Houthi thing, that's been going on for the past 10 years. You know, they're now doing, everyone's... They're, doing, they're, they're, they're actually, you know, the Houthis are actually doing uh, what everyone accuses Israel of doing in Gaza. 
So the Houthis have actually basically laid siege to a city and like starving it and bombing it and everything like that. But yet they're the freedom fighters now. I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, I I mean, it's but it's just I think people have a lack of self fulfillment or direction, and they latch onto something that they're told makes them a good person because they want everyone wants to feel good about themselves at the end of the day. But I think it's just the sad reality that so many people are devoid. Uh, like that, there's no critical thinking involved at all, and it's easier for them to jump on a crusade where the the mainstream media and all the bots on X and other social media platforms are patting you on the back, saying, "Yeah, you are a good person," and "Yeah, way to go! You're you're picking up the picking up the good fight." And it's like you said, it it is just signaling, but it's just for them to feel good about themselves. Because they have nothing else going on. If they had something else going on, I guarantee you, like if if they had if they were living like a like a middle class life with kids going to school and all this other things, they wouldn't care. Most, I mean, most normal people at the end of the day, you watch the news and that's it. Maybe you have a small opinion on it, which is where you're saying is the silent, a big portion of people who are a silent group. Um, but I think that's more the older gen or people who sort of have their life together and sort of know what they want or they're working towards something. And they don't have time to be so upset about conflicts that are taking places somewhere else. Then on the on the converse side, if you say that there's like domestic issues, right, like you're saying, oh, there's, you know, maybe minority issues or something like that. I mean, I think now, yeah, people are probably sick of it because it's been discussed for 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 years and years now. Y- you have the same people i mean you just go in circles right it's the same people always peddling this stuff so like martin luther king came around he was like look i want people to be judged by their character cool i think everyone could get behind that no one's going to be like you know no i don't i disagree like of course everyone would say yes if we're talking about the u.s but now somehow we've gone from everyone should be judged by their character to no, this is black only scholarship, black only club, Asian only thing. Um, actually, not really Asian. The only people who get this benefit are pretty much black and Hispanic and some other. Well, the Asians took part of the court, didn't they? The high court, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, I can't remember who they sued. And then there was another white girl who sued. I think they won both their cases because at the end of the day, it has gone completely from let's judge the content of their character to what 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 color is your skin? And again. I think this is such a multi-pronged thing where on the one hand, it gives people, you you distract people who realize they have nothing going on in their life to take up a cause that's a lie and keeps them occupied. Whereas if they didn't have these things going on and they could actually sit down and be like, wow, why, why does my life suck? Or, you know, I think there was one guy who went on and he said, look, if we want to talk about how, like helping the black community, he's like, how about we talk about how like the broken families? Like, why is there so much black on black crime? Like, how do we help the black community? And I can get all behind that, actually. To me, that's the that's the to, to me, that's the best is if someone comes up and says, let's actually dive into what's going on in these like Hispanic community, black community. How come they're like not doing as well as like a, a white or Asian majority community in the u.s and you say okay well okay uh, is it is it a cultural thing is it because that the family's been torn apart uh, is it because there's not access to schools or whatnot and then you 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 do that but they don't do that 
No, they, they don't want to do that because that actually requires them to produce results. It's much easier for people who are in charge or collect for charities or do all these things to just point a finger and say, hey, no matter what we do, it won't work because there's mean people of different colors. And that changes depending on where you live. But mean people of different colors that are going to keep you down no matter what we do. And they'll never let you be successful. So... I don't even know. It's just such a depressing, vicious cycle. And the only people who benefit from it are the people, politicians benefit from it. The people running all the organizations benefit from it. Um, and I, I just think it's all sort of a, it's all sort of a plant. It's just a plant from the government and the media. And they just know that we do this and it keeps people Like, how come people in the U.S. are even like, like, why are people marching? Oh, by the way, do you see they marched on the White House and like broke down the fence? Oh, For Palestine? yeah, the Palestinian Yeah. protest. That's So every. that's not that's not what is it? That's not an insurrection, mate. Yeah, exactly. See, you, like No, that's what? not an insurrection. They they All even right. walked through the whole Congress before as well. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. But I mean, exactly. Yeah. You see how you see how blatant it is. But, but, but it's because they don't like it. You, you see the difference, right? They don't, Jan 6 is scary, whether you agree with it or not, it's scary for the, the people in charge because they saw a bunch of people go into a building, which all these politicians, even though they're not really the ones in charge, but they're sort of like middle management, right? They saw all these people break in and they were scared shitless because they're like, holy shit, if people actually wake up and they see like how much we've ran this country into the ground, how we're getting rich, like if people actually take the time to take a year, like one year, and they just see all the shit we've done. Like, can you imagine what they would do? So that that's not the kind of mob they want. They want a mob like the Palestine mob because it doesn't it doesn't really affect them. All, like they can easily be like, oh yeah, we'll we'll stop helping or we'll start bombing, which is a decision they make on the cuff every day, pretty much. So they they prefer that because the anger, while it's kind of directed at them, it's not directed at say. I think Gen 6 was more the, the actual system of people running it, whereas Palestine and God, like it, it, the cusp of it is a foreign problem. And you think you have all these people marching for a conflict that actually makes, like it does make their life worse, but, but they don't even want us to say, no, don't be involved. Like they want us to help another side. And Of course they would love that because then it's not like Jan 6 where people are thinking the government's corrupt and a piece of shit. Like in this case, they're just like, oh, the government made a bad decision and we're upset about it. So they still think Yeah, there's it's some interesting validity. as well because they, no one's, no one's, uh, everyone's so caught up in this issue in Australia as well that no one's looking at the these IR laws that they're passing with massive implications, massive, That's why. massive. The people that are marching like, pardon my French, you're fucked. If they pass, there's 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 certain certain elements of it that they're still held up in the Senate, right? Yeah. And and because because it will literally like once that goes through that's that's the economy cooked because uh, a lot of people in order to survive have two jobs and it's casual and they get a they they don't get like sick leave annual leave retrenchment they get a higher wage but Yeah. that casual employment enables people to hire hire more and flexibility and that sort of thing but it impacts stuff there was a front page article about medical research.
Mm. So Australia is at the front of medical research, uh, have been for, I mean, God, decades, right? Mm. And now they're coming out saying, well, these laws that they're passing with, like, retrenchment and non-casual contracts and union reps and everything like that, uh, we probably won't be able to do it anymore because we need to have, like, very flexible, small, fluid teams based on the funding that we get that can kind of come and go and switch and change and whatever. So now they're saying, now that, now the medical research is like, well, we need an exemption. Because we're like, literally, whether you agree with science or not, for, let's let's put our um, our love of humanity hat on for a moment and say that they are genuinely trying to do the right thing and find the right thing. And, and, and they're facing it. And then farming. Because farming, farming mm-hmm. labour is usually like now. If you have a cousin that's worked for you for twenty years and you got a small farm, he's now entitled to twenty years of retrenchment payments if you fire your cousin. And then on <laughs> top of that, that becomes a debt on your book. So then, when the when the bank looks at it, they're like, "Oh, hang on a tick. You've just got an extra hundred, you know, I don't know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars of debt to pay the bloke. We mm-hmm. can't loan you as much because you've got liabilities." So now the whole entire banking system is looking at it saying, well, hang on, tick, all these small businesses, we can no longer loan the same amount of money to them because they've got all these liabilities in the book. So yeah. they can't get cash flow. And it's like, well, I under, I feel sorry for the children and women that are innocent in Gaza. Trust me, I do. You know, I feel sorry for the innocent Israelis that were going about their business that got hurt as well, right? It sucks. But where's the anger? Where's the anger from the Palestine, from the voice, from Black Lives Matter, from climate change, from gender? Where's the anger for that? This impacting the very people that it's aimed at. Like, like literally, it's not going to be me. I'm Gucci. My sister's Gucci. My dad's Gucci. My mum's Gucci. My cousin, you know, she she works in childcare. She's mm. unionised. She'll be fine, right? For the rest of you, March, and I'm going to be completely fucked. So it's just, you know, that's why it's that's why for me, I just really feel like the, our economy is so strong, an American economy is so strong that if if it continues to be okay, then all right, these virtual signaling goes. But it's such a thin line now. And once that goes, that's when the pitchforks start to come out because all of a sudden, you know, you really liked Abdul along along the road, you know, and everything was fine, but now Abdul's starting to compete with you for your limited resources and then he's getting the preferential treatment because you're a white dude and you can no longer get it and he's a minority. Uh, it's, and I, I don't even think it's just going to be like a, a rise of right, like white people. I think you're going to have like, you know, African Christians and like, you know, Lebanese Christians and other I... people involved, other people involved that are like, hang on a tick, like this leftist Marxist agenda is attacking us, not just the white middle class people that we've been told to believe. It'll be a government anti-government thing is what it'll be if something happens. So, yeah, yeah. if, if, yeah. I mean, you never know. Things can always turn around. I think the only way you'll really be able to stop all this nonsense, actually, really thinking about it is, I don't think it's, it's, it's not difficult per se, but at the same time, it's like impossible, if that makes sense. Like, really to stop it, all you would have to do is just end 
and lobbying. Don't let people change like the education system. That's yeah. the main. That's the yeah. main culprit because the education. Hey, they, they reckon that Qatar's put a billion dollars into the Ivy League schools just to to promote the pro-Palestine, anti-West, anti-Israel issue. Billion bucks, you know. So I, I, I it, see that. The problem is, is did you did you watch that one uh, Joe Rogan thing I sent you actually on the oh, the pharmaceutical the, one? Yeah, like yeah, that, more volume. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's what you have, right? You have it's it's all just profit driven drivel, and the people who are running everything actually also happen to have a lot of money, like BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street. Uh, they're pulling the strings a lot of the times, but the only way you can take the strings out of their hands is you have to completely remove them and their money from any public institution, period. And what I, because like lobbying to me just blows my mind. Like, I, I don't even know how that that's allowed, to be honest. So you, you just have to get that out. Then you, you, of course, will have to try to fix the education system. But that, that I think is even later down the line because what you have to do is you have to put the the fear of God into these politicians that, hey, you're nothing special. You're actually kind of a piece of shit. Um, we're happy to elect you because we think you'll do a good job. But, you know, that's it. Like, you're, you're nothing special. And I think it's gotten to the point where even in places like the U.S., like if you're a congressman, you're considered to be like, wow, it's, oh, my gosh. It's like you're just a, you're just an employee that. That is, you work for your district, but he doesn't care about his district. He cares about his donor money. Look at all these dickheads that went to Davos. Like, why? Why Why are you going to an event where you're sitting with all these other world leaders and discussing how y'all are going to fix the world when you can't even fix your own country? Like, the the narcissism and the, the disconnect that these people have is just mind, it's just mind-blowing. And they I think don't care about the country anymore, mate. That's what it is. The, it's, the, the, everything's the, the politicians too big. Politicians don't care anymore. Everything's too big, right? Because if you're a politician, I think in general you have to be a narcissist. And if you're like a sociopathic narcissist, what sounds more fun to you? Running your country or running the world? Of course, you're going to be like, oh, I can be important in building a new world order. I'd much rather do that than try to solve some issues at home. Of course, you have some good politicians, but with the amount of money and the and the the and I mean, the, the whole system is just stupid because what is money at the end of the day as well? Like it's nothing like it's just numbers on a screen now. Promise so of value. even even there, it's like they, they have complete it, it's a totally different game that they're playing and it's easy for them to pull people in and get them in the system they'll probably get some dirt on you or they'll set you up to get dirt on you like Je like they say jeffrey epstein's whole thing like that was a pretty much a blackmail ring like all those people he was taking out and enjoying like they said he had he had cameras in there like he was he he knew what he was doing like that wasn't because he just loved to 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 you know he wasn't just a pedo like he knew like oh my gosh if i can get dirt and that's what these big organizations do i'm almost a hundred percent certain and then you're under their thumb once you get it. to that level as well you've got to start to think there's some form of uh you know other spy agencies or something involved in it as well you know oh, you can't is. imagine some individual some individuals just going you know what i i'm gonna i'm just gonna get a whole bunch of like 18 year old chicks or whatever it is and yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit up no all for the sure all these of the world i mean sure. 
you know, no, that's, no. that's some serious there's something else going there. But I, I think yeah. the only way to solve it is all of like this, all of these unions and forums and all this crap, like everything has to go back to small scale, take care of yourself. And sadly, that's that's just not where we are, because on the West side, we like to get involved in shit that has nothing to do with us. But we're also the ones who cause the issues because we need to get involved in shit that has nothing to do with us, because that's how we keep, you know, the people at home retarded. Sorry for my language, but they're they're just stupid. They just sit there in front of the screen, whatever the fucking screen tells them they believe. Now, it's not so bad. I think the younger gen have a little bit more hope because you have so many podcasts and like, you know, like alternative news sources. But then that becomes the question of how long is that going to last? Like the, oh, what Obama just came out and at World Economic Forum, uh, Forum, they're saying that the biggest threat right now is, quote unquote, misinformation. So anything that they don't think is correct is the big, biggest threat. So, you know, in five years, maybe we can't even do this or you can't even have an opinion on YouTube that I mean, look what happened with COVID. If you said the wrong thing about COVID when that came out, you were fucking canceled in a second. Now it turns out most of the things well, you people look at have been saying about it's been correct. Benny, yeah. Benny Bank details. Benny Bank details, mate. You know, like, yeah. you know, you when, you and when, I say something something yeah. wrong, and then next thing we can't access a bank accounts. So of course that'll be the next that'll be the next step. I think for them is because they I think they've seen and I know we're running out of time, but I think they've seen that they can they can put whatever they want on CNN or or Sky News or any of the news station CNA, but people generally have different sources now. Like they don't really trust the legacy media. They like to go on Reddit. They'll go on a, whether it's like super left or super right. But the whole point is, is that it's not part of their superstructure. And I think it's too difficult for them to try to get like all these new people who are making their own opinions into their system. It's much easier to just cancel, cancel you, get rid of you. You know, it's against the law if you spread misinformation. What constitutes misinformation? Ah, whatever we say is misinformation. And yeah, well, it's it's come it's come back to. It's a weird thing because you can no longer censor like you once used to be able to. Because you know, the, like in Ecuador, you know, what's the first thing they do? They take over the TV and radio station. Yeah. But I think now the the problem that I find in particular, having having been across like a lot of different information, you no longer know what's fact. You no longer actually know what's true, and and you hear something and you're like, well. It could maybe be right, but I don't know. Well, that, that and, that's that's, and that's really the case. that's a real dangerous thing. That's very dangerous. That's what you you no longer know what's the truth. It's it's good and bad. It depends what you want. I think it's I think it's much better. It's much better you not knowing than believing you know. Because if mm, if you look at it, it what the it what how how easy was it for governments and everything say before the internet to just make you believe whatever they want. Like, could you imagine if we didn't have the internet, but all we had was the media as it is today. And that's where we got our news from. Oh my God, dude. I mean, we'd all be woke. We'd be, the, the, the world would be an absolute clusterfuck that they want to, they want to get rid of that because that is the issue. They want what they had in like the thirties and forties where they could just make up whatever fucking shit they want. Someone opens up a newspaper and then all of a sudden it's considered to be legit by the mass population. That's what they want. They don't want us to have any, they don't want us to go to other people and get any other kind of news. They only want us to get the news that they give us. 
period. Nothing else. Oh, there's a, a horrible COVID disease. It definitely didn't come from a lab. It came from a wet market. We had nothing to do with making it. And you have to take these vaccines. They definitely work. They stop transmission. Masks work. And that would be the end of it. You would never hear, like all this stuff happening now, you would never hear. Now we have, oh, it didn't stop transmission. Oh, it probably came from a lab and we tried to push that down. Oh, masks don't actually work. And fucking Fauci was telling that to other people in his fucking cabinet. Like you realize how much bullshit there is. And if we don't have the alternate sources like we do, that would have never come out. They would have happily just brushed anything under the rug and been like, yeah, hey, okay, let's go to the next thing. What's what? What are we going to tell them this week? That's what they want. Well, one so, left, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very complex world that we live in. Um, but I don't know. I've I've got the feeling that change is coming, bro. It's something in my gut. Something in my so. gut tells me that it's going to well, see a swim. All right, man. Over to you, buddy. No, it's I, I agree, but I hope it's a good change. I don't know. <laughs> Always wish for the best. All right, buddy. Have a good one, mate. Yeah. All the best. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.